Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I'm Chris. I'm Ben. And we are here, as always, to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the world of sports. Episode 86, we have MLB rule changes that are very, very recently added, as of this afternoon, in fact. NFL camps are underway, and they have their COVID test results in as well. Uh, not not as bad as it could have been, but you know, hopefully they get a little bit better. Some other news from around the NFL, but first, start off with the NBA. Positive note, because in the face of incompetence by other leagues, the NBA continues to get it right. On July 29th, 343 players were tested inside the Orlando bubble. Guess how many positive tests they had? 30? Zero. Oh, wow. Not one. That's pretty good. So imagine what happens... When a group of people, with the exception of Lou Williams, follow procedure, act responsibly, and look out for one another, you get to have a season without worry of shutting down every five minutes because your commissioner's incompetent, MLB. Did you you get any news on the uh, NHL or is it just... I could not find NHL results. I did look, but I could not find any. The Um, last thing I knew was um, it would have been two weeks ago they had a clean week. And I haven't heard anything since. I so, would, I mean, I, yeah, I would take the lack of hearing anything to mean it's all good results. So the bubble's working apparently. I would think so. It appears it's a good idea. I mean, maybe, maybe if baseball had started out doing this and using their head and taking this time wisely that they had between spring training shutting down and restarting to actually discuss health and safety procedures, they too would not be scrutinized as heavily as they are. Uh, I guess we just dip right into these these rule changes for the MLB, though. I, I guess we do. I just wanted to say good for the NBA. I uh, prove yeah. that if, if you're smart about it, you can make it work. And it's not – this thing isn't the be-all, end-all if you're intelligent and you can do things in an organized fashion like they have been. Uh, good for them, and hopefully the negative tests keep on coming. But you're great. On to baseball? I, I'm looking at all these, man. Like – we don't need to get into all of them, but some of them are just, why weren't you doing this to begin with? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll tell, I'll tell you what, since, God, I don't remember when it was. Like, it's been so long. I don't remember when they, they first instituted face masks. It had to have been April. Was it April? In general or, or baseball? Uh, general. Yeah, I'd say some places. Some places were a little late to that party, but I'd I know say mass was was a mass, little. Mass was late to that. I know New York was uh, mid to late April, if not sooner. But once it once it went, it's. I mean, most people. Well, when it first started, most people were like, I could barely find anybody who would not have a face mask on. Obviously, now. We're talking three, four months later. Some people are a little are a little against it, and they're not wearing them. But it it seems this is different, though. This is like you can't find uh, where I work. You can't find someone working that isn't wearing them. Well, it's required for employees. Correct. In so, places, are so. baseball players employees? Oh yeah, no, you, no, absolutely. So, uh, so totally. I'm not understanding why they didn't start. Well, they didn't start for the reason we've been talking about for the past, I don't know, two months or so. They couldn't stop arguing about money and worry about health and safety protocol. And I know we sound like a broken record, and I say we sound like a broken record every episode. But unfortunately, we have to keep rehashing this because baseball just continues to prove their own incompetence. Look at these rules. 
These rules that were put in place, apparently they were approved today by both the MLB and MLBPA. Uh, are, none of these are bad. I agree with all oh. these. And I, I think yeah. that's what you're saying too. We agree with them. Why were these not instituted in the very beginning when they were worrying about money? Why is it just now, after damn near two entire teams can't play because they get sick and they infect one another, do we have these rules in place? Doesn't make any damn sense. Well, they're they're making uh, the players are now prohibited from visiting bars, lounges, malls, and other large areas where groups, large groups are. It's a it's a bolder move than the NBA when the NBA releases someone for personal reasons. But again, in the NBA, you're in a bubble, so basically, if right. you're you're not there, you'll get quarantined if you try to come back in. So. It, Again, it's yeah, it, it's just come on. You should have had this begin with. Well, Again, we, we, we sound like I guess we get it. We sound like a broken record. Had you not haggled over money for the better part of three months, you would have figured this out. The big one is any player found to be in on blatant violation of the rules will apparently receive a written warning first oh, yeah. from from Rod Manfred. I, I guess, or some disciplinary. Well, if it's disciplinary, can, if it's disciplinary, hold on. If it's disciplinary, you know it's not Rob Manfred because he he doesn't he doesn't do that unless you hurt the Astros. Um, but a second violation will result in suspension for the remainder of the season without pay. So they're not messing around. Finally, oh, oh. they're not messing around. Finally, I, I, what what is a written warning going to do? No, no, no. I mean, with with the, with the injury. Here's the thing. These guys have worked, I think, quite a bit, honestly, in this situation, because the entirety of the hangup with the season starting, and the entirety of the reason none of this other thing, none of this other stuff was talked about and discussed, was simply because they were only worried about money. So if you tell a player, "Hey, we're on to you. Uh, you, you do this again, you're out." Uh, I think here's, it may. Here's, here's it may one. not look. It's all you're going to get from baseball. It's the best yes. you're going to get. That's true. You're not you're not going to get an, you know an NBA you know style. Leaning, right? What? You know where I'm leaning at, right? What? That that they should erase the written warning and basically say, if you screw up, you're done. Oh, totally. I agree with that. Because look at this. Again, if you're talking individual people who have not signed a contract, who if the, if a, if a bar is going to open, I personally wouldn't go to one right now. Just because I not take a chance, take a chance of potentially getting somebody around me sick who does not have a strong immune system. But if you aren't, and you're a, an able-bodied person with a good immune system, and you choose to go into an establishment, that's your choice. Whether I agree or disagree, if that place is going to be open, it's your choice if you want to go. However, as we stated before, like with Lou Williams. These players signed a contract. They agreed to the terms of playing. They agreed to the terms of returning to play from spring training throughout the whole the whole mess of the offseason, or not the offseason, but the, the downtime between the end of spring training and the, and the restart. They agreed to all that. They agreed to be, you know, the precautions and all this stuff, whatever they had in place. They get paid a lot of money to abide by these contracts. And if you're going to violate it, even once, because 
look, there's already been a warning. The Marlins were a warning. The Cardinals, yeah. the Cardinals were a warning. Yeah. Absolutely. That, hey, this isn't a joke. If you go out and mess around, you're in close proximity with a lot of people. Someone's going to get sick. You have to be smarter. You have to be more careful. That was the warning in my eyes. Now, if they go out and do it and they violate the rules again, especially do they have the compliance officers that I believe are appointed by the league for each individual team who keeps an eye on all these guys. Essentially, he's a team babysitter. If you violate that, this compliance officer is gonna is gonna inform the league. You're done for the year. You're done. That's it. I hundred percent agree with you. No, no, uh, no second chances. No written warning. This isn't this isn't you know uh, detention in, in high school. You're an adult. There's real consequences to breaking these rules. You're gonna lose millions of dollars potentially if you can't abide by what you agreed to. So, no, I agree. I, I don't. These should have been in place to begin with. It shouldn't have taken. Thankfully, people just got sick and nothing worse happened. Thankfully. Well, that's my point. That's my point. It's, it's, this Who? is not, yeah, this is not something innocuous. This is, this is serious. And you guys are going to play footsies with a written warning. And what is a written warning going to do? Oh, okay. So now you have that. Well, if I screw up again, I'm done. But you screwed up once, and that could affect your team because it clearly affected the St. Louis Cardinals. And the Marlins, they didn't do anything crazy. They didn't do anything insane, but they were a little loose, supposedly loose on their protocols. I just don't, I just don't, I don't agree with the fact that you're going to give these guys a written warning when realistically they should be sitting down saying, look, we have families, children, older, older people. Some of our, our loved ones are, uh, have immune systems that aren't as strong. Yep. We should be taking these precautions and your teammates who probably know that should be appreciative of you playing and also regarding your family as important to them. Look at, look at Mike Trout, Mike Trout, best player in the game. He was very close to opting out and he decided to play. He decided the precautions and everything was sufficient enough. He had a pregnant wife at home was expected. I don't know if he had a child already. I think he had, I think he already had um, children. This is the second one. Okay. So a young child at home, a pregnant wife, you know, if he catches it from someone being irresponsible, uh, that he's trusting to be responsible, you get somebody who, who may not have a wife and kid at home and wants to go out to the bar at night or, or, or a restaurant and acts foolish and isn't careful, doesn't wear a mask, ends up getting sick, doesn't realize it, pass it off to Mike Trout, and then something happens to one of his loved ones at home. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Again, you're signing a contract. You're agreeing to the rules and regulations. Uh, you have to abide by them. And I think all the new rules they put in place are great. I just think it's just like we said, something that should have been done months ago. Yeah. And it just, uh, it just it, it's crazy. Yeah. It, 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 we don't need to get into that again because that's no. been every episode for the past two months is – <laughs> seemingly if not longer but yeah it's it's 
you know, and I hope this will give a little bit more peace of mind to the guys like Mike Trout, who do have people who are vulnerable at home, that to know that baseball is actually looking out for the safety of them and their loved ones. Because they are also making baseball quite a bit of money, so it's in baseball's best interest to make sure they are safe. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know what took them this long. I mean, again, it's baseball, poor leadership. We've, we have dug that well dry. We don't need to keep going back there, but, uh, yeah, it's a little side note. Anybody listening, I am recording outdoors. So if you do hear, uh, crickets or other outdoor, uh, <laughs> outdoor sounds, uh, the crickets are not from Ben's jokes. They are uh-huh. from, they are from actual live crickets outdoors. So hopefully with the noise reduction on, it's not that bad. You can't tell, but if you can, that's why it's not, uh, it's not some weird effect we're trying. It actually is real crickets. So on to the NFL. They did their so, their first round of testing. Yeah, first round of testing. I mean, um, it's been, what you it was what you expect. Yeah, it's it's about it's about the norm. It was about two percent of the people tested. Uh, Fifty six positive tests came back from everyone tested at camp. That again, that represents about two percent of the players who have reported so far to camp. Um, and. Apparently, the league is going to test everyone who arrives every day for the first two weeks. And then, because I believe while they're in camp, they're quarantined. They're just at camp. They're not, like, going to camp and then going out partying late at night. Like, it's just you're in, you, you go to camp and then you go home. Or go to like hotel, whatever. Like a normal camp, exactly. You're not out acting foolish and everything at night. Uh, so, you know, everybody's clean and then tested every day for two weeks. And allowed to keep playing as long as everything checks out. Um, there was, as of well, as of this recording, it's roughly I don't know nine p.m. on Thursday, so the opt-out deadline for the 2020 season has come and gone. And I don't know how many more players opted out at the deadline. I believe a few more did. There were some bigger names that we'll, we'll get into later that had considered it, but ultimately ended up playing um something i didn't realize uh if you opt out of the season you get a hundred and fifty thousand dollars stipend or essentially salary for the opting out that's not bad so i'm going to announce right now i am opting out of the 2020 nfl season Uh, and i will i will send my address to the nfl offices they can send me my check chris what you're not you're not part of the nfl pa union well so you 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 can't well, get the hundred and fifty k. I apologize. That's a letdown. Talk to I'm my sorry. agent about that shit. I, I don't think you have an agent, although I don't know that for sure. Not anymore. Not after this. All right. If, I, if you had one, I would agree. You should fire them for not getting <laughs> you that hundred fifty k. I would want it as well. That's a pretty. I mean, for an NFL player, I mean, it's not a big money, but you know, hey. It's better than getting nothing, I guess. Well, another thing, I didn't realize this. If you're an at-risk player, a high-risk player, such as somebody who has uh, had cancer, cancer in the past, yeah, Marcus Cannon cancer, or you have uh, loved ones directly in your house 
who are under your care, your dependents, uh, you can receive up to $350,000 stipend for this year. So I think it's cool of the NFL. Anybody who opted out for reasons legitimate, whether whether it's they were, you know, uh, had a weakened immune system or somebody around them did, or they just didn't want to bother even risking it to take care of the people who make them their money. I think that's NFL hasn't always been so good in those areas as far as taking care of their people when they didn't have to. I think on this note, they got it right. So you wanted to, there was a player you, you mentioned that was opting or what was going to opt out. Oh, uh, Tredavious White? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't think he ever made the decision to opt out. I I he I think he was he had said he was contemplating the decision. And apparently this drew the ire of some Bills fans, or may not even have been Bills fans. It could have just been some jackass online who wanted to troll him. Uh people telling him he was selfish, he had to play, he owed the team. Um, which is I mean, couldn't be couldn't be any more nonsensical if you tried. I mean, the only people Tredavious White owes anything to is himself and his loved ones around him to make sure they are safe and he is safe. And he he said as much. He responded to some criticisms, and, and I can't blame him. I, he, he was a lot more calm than I would have been, <laughs> and he, he told the people off pretty good. I would have uh, I would have used some choice words. Uh, yeah, he he may have. I don't remember the exact the exact tweet, but it was essentially. You think I'm selfish? I'm paraphrasing, but you think I'm selfish because I don't want to play a game. It's only a game. Real life matters. My loved ones matter. You know, and apparently, uh, unfortunately, I believe he said his his girlfriend's uh, father or grandfather had already passed away from COVID. Right. So it was a very touchy subject, understandably, and he did not want to mess around, take a chance. Uh, I can assume his significant other was probably extremely concerned for obvious reasons. Uh, can't can't blame her for that in the least. And um, of course. he did make the decision to play. Apparently, he felt very confident with the uh, safety precautions being taken, which a lot of players, which is nice to see. Apparently, a lot of players going in who were concerned have said once they actually saw the procedures. And, and, and the safety protocol in place, they felt very good about it and they felt okay playing, which is, is good. I mean, that's it's nice to see that instead of, you know, not to bag on them any worse, but baseball where you had star players coming out and going, are we going to get this together or what? And you got big-time big NFL players coming out and going, well, you know, I was, I was skeptical, but after seeing, you know, after seeing the conditions at camp and everything, I feel okay with it, so – it's going to be up to the players is what what it boils down to with this whole concept of we're going to play at the stadiums and we're relying on the players to do what's right because we're not going to put them in a bubble like that's you're kind of you're kind of getting to the point where you have a lot of the protocols and, and procedures that the NHL and the NBA have but you don't have the bubble that they have so where 
where in the next month are we going to come to making the decision of whether or not we're going to play in a bowl? That's where I'm at. Because can you trust every single player to do what's right? No, I mean, you know, you can't, unfortunately. I mean, look at, look at everybody doing it right in the NBA and Lou, Willi- Lou Williams could have blown that all up. Like I said, if it wasn't for that Instagram photo, nobody would have known he went out uh, to some place that was not approved when he was on his leave from the bubble. And he would have been treated differently coming in. Absolutely. Now, he still would have caught it, but he still would have had the four-day quarantine. But I, I still will hammer the point. There is a chance that they could have missed it. Right. In a four-day period, whereas he think I think he's still in protocol and it was 10, 10 plus days and you're securing to make sure he is fully healthy and, and, and can go into the bubble. And that's my concern is you're going to have a Lou Williams in the NFL and it's going to be worse, but if they're comfortable with it, fine. I think the leadership of each team needs to hammer the point in that everyone has to be responsible because some of these kids coming into from college, they may not have a, a, girlfriend they may not have a wife kids they might not have any of that and they might be a little bit more i don't want to say careless careless Careless. i don't want to say careless i want to i want like a lighter word than that like innocuous to the to a situation where it may cause them to be infected because of a large group because of the scenario that we're they're in. I think essentially what you're trying to say is nothing they would do intentionally, but if they don't have those things at home, it's not going to cross their mind. It's, it's not going to be in the back right. of their head. Exactly. Like they're not going to have that. But if their team leadership, maybe that's some of the things that, you know, uh, someone like Dante Hightower who, who opted out or Patrick Chung who opted out are thinking, and I'm, I'm assuming, uh, or I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I do not know what their exact words were. I don't think they made it um, available to everybody. I just think they opted out for COVID concerns. I am just saying it's a possibility that some of these veteran players who opted out, and there's actually young players who opted out too. Um, they're just unsure of the whole situation and maybe they trust it more if it was in a bubble. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I mean, I know we talked about it last time, the NFL being in a bubble, mm-hmm. but I, I think the NFL being in a bubble is even, even less feasible than, than baseball. I think baseball you could have done, could have made more sense. Uh, the NFL, unless you want to just have, unless you want to split it up, by division or by send two divisions to each location and have them just play each other, which would be so lopsided with the yeah, disparity well. between the best and the worst teams. It would be really tough. Um, I'll say this. I mean, I remember remember a few months ago when it was, you know, you could be – the testing was not even where it is now, where it was you could be uh, asymptomatic for two weeks and you have to have – minimum two-week quarantine and all these other procedures and things we didn't know. And now it's, you know, at the Cardinals, 13 people in the Cardinals tested positive. 
and it's six days later, and they're cleared and back on the road. Because we just know more than we knew a couple months ago. Right. So it's obviously still a concern, and if you have a compromised immune system, you don't want to mess around. But we're finding out more and more every day, every week. So who knows a month from now where we'll be. Uh, you know, a month and a half from now. You know, like who – even if the season gets delayed, whatever. Like I, I think we're going to have an NFL season. I don't think that's – I wouldn't – I don't – I'd be shocked if that gets canceled at all. Um, but I think the NFL is going to be smart. They're going to be smarter than baseball because they are smarter than baseball. They're not going to take a chance. Like I said last episode, the NFL knows how bad it would look for a massive outbreak and then have to shut down. If they have to shut down because outside of the NFL is a problem and they have to shut down just because of that, like they can't go into certain cities or towns, different story. If they have to shut down because they messed up, that's going to look terrible and that's awful PR and that's the thing they hate the most. So they're going to take every precaution necessary. I truly believe that. I also have three examples to go off of, essentially, at this point. So they really don't have an excuse to really set this up to for to succeed. You, you see what the NHL is doing. You see what the NBA is doing. You see what MLB is doing. You even see what uh, MLS is doing. It's like you have kind of a formula you can kind of create from what you know, what your your sport does, and kind of build some build some parallels from the other sports and, and have your own protocols. And that's what they're doing. They're building their own protocols. They're they're pretty much in place at this point. And they still have le- a little under a month to go. Um I'm confident that they can get through this. I just have that lingering thought. And I, I I'll keep stating it. I bet lingering thought that that one player doesn't follow it to a T. And now we have Marlins 2.0. Yeah, we already had that with the uh, Cardinals. Oh, sorry. So Marlins 3.0. And I still think that there's still a chance that this MLB season is going to get shut down. It's I mean, they've. They've been more quiet about it the last couple of days, and they said how you know it's trending in the right direction and it's positive, and they're going to hold people accountable. But man, one more outbreak, one more problem, and it's just it's going to be done. Like there's, no, I I still don't think MLB finishes the season. I really don't. But it take it's going to take one outbreak in the West. That's it, and then they'll put it to bed. With camp starting recently, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was today or it just started. With, they started within the last couple of days. The NFL camps had a picture. Uh, this may not seem like it's it's kind of newsworthy, but to me, it, I don't know. It kind of shows this player's character. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald shows up to Cardinals camp carrying his own bags, doing his own thing. A lot of times, veterans and even players who aren't that great, if they're veterans, will request that uh, younger younger players, rookies, carry their bags for them and kind of bully them around a little bit. Um, it's just, I don't know, anytime I can compliment Larry Fitzgerald or show how professional he is, uh, I like to, because if you have a young child and you want to show them 
a uh, example of somebody who can be a dominant player, be a, a, a Hall of Fame caliber player, and still be a quality human being without acting like an arrogant jackass, you show them all you can on Larry Fitzgerald. He is somebody younger players should model themselves after. I don't know. It just shows character. Dude's been in the league ooh, 17 years. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, no doubt. One of the best receivers of all time. He's a hell of a player, man. You could do a lot worse. Well, if you're, if you're going to bring up uh, worse, Josh Norman wants to bring up the best. Well, Josh Norman thinks he is the best. Well, the best secondary. Josh Norman apparently was quoted recently, if, if I think today even, as saying that the Bills have the best secondary in football. Hmm. Now... I have to think about this for a second. I stand by the fact that Tredavious White is without a doubt one of the best corners in the league, if not the best corner in the league. Josh Norman fell off that cliff about, I don't know, three, four years ago. They're going to be good. The Bills are going to be a good team. The Bills are going to have a good defense. If I'm Josh Norman, though, I'm looking at I'm looking at all the people around me going, that's why they're going to be good. I said when the Bills signed them, Josh Norman can be effective. Josh Norman can be even half of what he was in his heyday, which seems like forever ago, then it's going to be incredibly dangerous for the rest of the league because you already have Tredavious White and Josh Norman who can just pick up the scraps from Tredavious White because they're not going to throw it towards Tredavious that much. So Norman can be somewhat his old form. He could be a hell of an impact player. I just don't know if he has it anymore. It's a, it's, it's a smart risk by the Bills. You know, one-year deal, probably not a lot of money. Even if it is, it's a one-year deal. They're not tied down long-term. No big deal. If it works out, they got a great defensive player. If it doesn't, they spent some money. Worth it on their end. He does not make the Bills one of the, the, the best secondary in the league. There's just no way. Ravens oh, have a better one. Ravens are better. Yeah, the Ravens, because uh, I'm looking at my uh, my top ten list. You yeah. could argue you could argue the Patriots are better than the secondary. Right. And, and you can argue um, the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks, yep. Who's the opposite of uh, Griffin? Steelers. You could argue Steelers. Maybe. I mean, you could argue it. You could argue it. I mean, just points back and forth. Just strictly secondary. Right, right. That's what I'm thinking. Like, like, strictly secondary. I'm trying to think who's opposite of Shaquille Griffin, and I can't picture who it is. It may not be no, but anybody. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a big name. But you could argue the Seahawks, the Patriots. Shaquille Griffin and Jamal Adams? Yeah. 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 That's (laughs) that's my point. Just just those two two alone? Yeah, exactly. And and, and don't get me wrong. Bills have Tredavious White and they have – God, who's that safety they have? It's pretty damn good. Never I would say Tennessee with um, uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Byard and um, Logan Ryan, but Logan Ryan's not there anymore. There's a lot of good – it's just – Overall, the, the overall composition, you would have to lean the Ravens. I would say overall. Oh, yeah, overall, if you're talking all four positions. No, no. All four, yeah, all four. All uh, four, yeah. Both safeties and both corners to start. Right. Because you got yeah, Peters, you probably got to go ball Humphreys, and uh, Earl Thomas. And then I'm thinking, they, I know they drafted somebody. I guess, Chris, Josh Norman has determined one of our next segments in our next episode. Which is? The top defense, uh, defensive secondaries in the league. We're now do we have top, to do top five. We're gonna do. We can do a top five. Top I, five. I think it's. I think it's required of us to do this just because Josh Norman is putting it on the table that the Bills are the best. 
Hey, Josh Whoa. Norman just gave us an idea for a segment, so we got to appreciate that at least. I do. I do. I will. I will make sure we tag him on that when we put our post out for that. And if you have an idea for a segment, please let us know at bctspod.com. Cheap plug. And uh, anyways, not bad though. But I, I, yeah, without without diving too deep into it, um, going all four positions, we'll just leave it at the four positions. We don't need to dig into well. Actually, the four, the four starting, the four starting positions. We should right? go five. Why is that? Well, realistically, a slot, a slot corner is now almost a starter. But you want to do four You're or five? Up. We need, we need a little diameters, parameters. Excuse me. Five. Five. Okay. Two start, two safeties, two outside corners in the slot corner. Because I think in, in the NFL, in in the NFL now, the base defense, you need to have three corners that can play. Okay. One specifically. For the slot, because this talent in the slot is so unique to as opposed to the outside receiver, you just it has to be dynamic. Okay. So I think I think that's required. So we'll do it. Right. will do five. Those five positions based on that. Top five. Next episode, episode eighty seven, top yes, five sir. secondaries in the NFL for twenty twenty. And it'll bat lead off. All right, we'll start off with that then. There you go. All right. Segment one already done for next episode. I like it. Last, uh, well, actually, not second to last. I got something else I didn't actually write down on the uh, rundown today. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes have been going back and forth, a little good natured, good natured fun about who has a stronger arm. If I were Josh Allen, I'd worry about getting the ball within three yards of my receiver, but apparently, they've decided they would like to meet up somewhere someday. And see who can throw the ball farther. Entertainment wise, that would be interesting. But if you're the Chiefs, do you really want him doing that? It might be fun. I mean, realistically, it's throwing the football far. That's what quarterbacks do. So it's not really a big deal. But, but if you're in this current in, environment, it just right. doesn't there's no need to. If you're Patrick Mahomes, okay, so Josh Allen might be able to throw farther than me. Guess what I do better as a quarterback than him? Everything else possible everything here's the thing you get in the middle of a competition and you're trying to one-up each other eventually someone one up someone's going to one up the other to the point where they're going to throw their arm out yeah like you could start to feel that little you know that little twinge you get in your arm like oh i've been throwing a while let me let me stop because you're gonna because you know tomorrow your arm is going to be sore. Right. Because you haven't thrown that much in a while or you haven't thrown that hard because typically you only throw, you know, 75% of, of effort in practice. And in the game is different because you got the end rolling going and you're in football mode, you're in football shape. If they were to meet up right like two weeks from now, you're, you're not going to be in the shape. And if you, you you turn this into a, a measuring contest, someone's going to throw their arm out. And now the Buffalo Bills, who have Super Bowl aspirations, maybe a little misplaced, but they have aspirations, maybe out of the game because Josh Allen's not their starting quarterback. And if the Chiefs lose, Patrick Mahomes just just pack it in, boys. Yeah, just it's pack, not. Pack yeah, it in. yeah. 
that's the bigger one. That's the that's the bigger one for me. The surrounding players in Buffalo are good enough to where if you had a decent, accurate pocket passer in Buffalo, you could still be a competitive team. Yeah. I really think without Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs are not they may win a couple, like win one for the Gipper, like woo, like we're gonna go out there with all the emotion and win a couple for Patrick. But then after a few games when reality sets in, it's like, oh damn, okay. We really need this guy. That's why they paid him all that money. They won a few games with Matt Moore, right? Matt Moore, right? And they resigned him. Yeah. Did they resign him? They had to get him they had to get him out of out of being a uh, high school coach or a high school teacher. I don't remember what it was. Right. That's great, Nolly. They won a couple games. They lost a couple games. They they I think they edged out uh no, I don't think they edged out anybody in the division. I think the division kind of solved itself. Um, but I think they were the third, third seed or the fourth seed. They were the two seed. They were the two seed. Yeah, but they wanted the, they wanted the last yes. day of the season when the Pats That's blew right. it against the Dolphins. But that was no that chance. was at that was at that game. Painful memories. Thanks. But they had no chance of uh, getting the first seed because they lost Mahomes for a few games. Yeah, exactly. My base point is that was for a few games, and we understand that I went on some crazy rant to put him on IR and and he'll come back in time and oh, all that stuff. I understand that. If you all wanted to rehash that, that's fine. My point would be if you had to play 16 games with Matt Moore, with the Raiders, what are they going to be? We don't know. We're, We're intrigued on what they could be. They have some talent. They brought in some new talent. We see what Denver's building. That's getting to potentially scary. Chargers, again, that's another we don't know. How scary would it be for the Chiefs not to play the 2020 season without Patrick Mahomes because he wanted to get in a throwing contest with Josh Young? Well, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, Derek Carr says he is tired of being disrespected. Is he now? He is a better quarterback than he gets credit for. Sure. And to that, I say, well, Derek, you had half of an MVP season about five years ago, and ever since then, you've been bottom of the barrel at best. If you want to get more respect, you got to play better. That's. I, think, I don't have a lot for this segment. That's honestly it. Like I, I no, couldn't no, believe I mean, when I saw I mean, that it was like Derek. Remember, Derek Carr has sucked since he got hurt. Right. I remember we talked during that season. We were like, we're legit concerned that the Raiders were going to come to New England, or actually, the 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 Patriots were going to have to go to the Raiders and actually get beat by the Raiders because they were that good. They were looking that good. And then Derek went down. They weren't the same. Right. Yeah. And he has apparently not come back yet. Apparently whoever has been wearing Derek Carr's uniform for the past four and a half seasons uh, is about ready to give it back to him because he's going to be a whole new player. Okay. Prove it on the field. You want respect, prove it on the field, not on Twitter, not through interviews in the media, prove it on the field. Or just stop talking. Yeah. One question for you before sure. we go. Say you have the first overall pick in your fantasy draft this year. Who are you picking? And no, I'm not trying to get inside information. Well, no. I mean, do you still have your keeper then? Nope. I don't have him. Okay. Well, then it's it's CMC. Yes. For me as well, it would be the subject of my man crush, Christian McCaffrey. And apparently, if you ask Christian McCaffrey... He would tell you the same thing. Bold. That's a bold statement. Bold? 
confident and also correct. Yes. It's the right answer. Think of what you want to think about it. Christian McCaffrey's never been shy about having confidence right. in himself. For good reason. He's the single most explosive player in the NFL. Uh, and he was apparently asked, or maybe he wasn't asked, no one CMC, he may have just said it. If he had the first overall pick in the fantasy draft, he's picking himself, and that's it. And, uh, and I think that's can't blame different, him. Than, different than what Josh Norman said, because Josh Norman hasn't done it in a few years, where CMC did it last year. So And the year before. And the year before. And it was and good he, during his rookie and, year. Right. So I, I think that's where the difference, like, like Michael Thomas came out, was it two, three days ago? I, I saw it just before our last recording. He he is confident he can beat his number of receptions. And then and then Chandler Jones today, today, today or yesterday, said it it would be easy for him to break the sack record. I'm like, well, why haven't you? Case, why haven't you? Cases, like, I I buy it. <laughs> I buy both. I think Michael Thomas can get more receptions and. Chandler Jones was very close to getting the record last year. They improved a lot over the offseason. I have no doubt that the that Chandler Jones could break the sack record. Uh, I think he could. My only problem with that is his wording, how he could easily break it. Uh, you're not getting that many sacks against an NFL team easily. So it, it's, But, again, he's a damn good player who is very confident in his abilities. So i got to be consistent if – I'm going to say, oh, good for CMC. i got to say good for Chandler also because oh. the dude's backed it up on the field. He's proved it. He put it but, down last year. He put it down the year before. Yeah, he's been very, very good for quite a while now. So He essentially got – you could parse words, but he essentially got ejected from New England. And Well, they knew they weren't going to re-sign him. Right. Uh, and this is probably one – I think Bill would admit this is probably one of those ones where he said, maybe I'd like to have that one back, but – on well, the other side, he might not fit to the scheme of what we do. So, I was going to say, talent-wise, of course he would want Chandler Jones. It was a matter of he knew he was going to get paid as a top player at his position, and he just didn't have the money to pay him. So, but, Anything else, or are you good? No, no, I'm good, man. All right. It's going to wrap it up for Episode 86. We appreciate each and every one of you listening and everybody's support, as always. If you have any questions or comments on anything you've heard on today's show, or anything else sports-related for that matter, we would love to hear from you. And Ben, where can they get in touch with us? Well, you can hit us up on Facebook. That's Ben and Chris Talk Sports. Uh, Twitter, it's at BCTSPod. And the website is BCTSPod.com. All right. Once again, thank you for listening. We ask you that if you like the podcast, please tell a friend or tell anybody for that matter. Even if you don't like the person, still suggest it to them. That's fine. We'll take it. We appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate the support. For Ben, I am Chris. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you right back here Tuesday morning. Thank you.